this is the segment where we take questions, all right? This is my favorite que- segment because Mike busts me with questions for the first 30 minutes of this show. Now we get to take questions from you, the ones who really matter, and that's the fans who listen to the show, buy the tickets, and come see us. And by the way, way, are we selling any tickets? Are we selling any tickets? Um, L-I-N-K-T-R.E slash Rainbow. There's 130 people going to Belfast. That's insane. It's insane because we've got shows in Derry and Dungannon and Dundalk all in that northern area. That is absolutely ridiculous. It looks like it looks like the bottom part of the theatre is going to sell out. That is sensational. Thank you, folks. Keep her lit, as I say. Keep her lit. We have five weeks to go. L-A-N-K-T-R.E slash Reinbold. Five and a half thousand people have watched so far on X. There's people watching on YouTube. The comments are going bananas. If you're on X, you can ask questions again live. I remember telling Jeff Periscope was dead and he looked devastated. We're technically back, so we've got Elon to thank for that. And the beauty of producing this live show is I can ask the first question. Jeff, the Monty Kazee. The guy they, they kicked out of the league? He was going for the ball, in my opinion. He was, go- I say this, it doesn't matter who he plays for. He was going for the ball. Yes, it was a hard hit. He has been suspended for the rest of the season tonight. And Tom Brady has came out and said, nobody likes seeing players get hurt. Hard hits happen. QB should not be throwing the ball in areas where they're exposing their own teammates to these type of hits. I like it's not that often I agree with Tommy TB, but um, I was I was shocked at the call, personally. Do you agree or disagree? Well, first of all, you, you got to know the, the guy's got a history, right? It's not his first offense. Okay, this just didn't come out of the blue. It wasn't one time thing. Yeah. What's, what's frustrating, I think, more frustrating than anything is number one, that kid's going to lose, you know, his opportunity to play, his income, all that. Right. Number two is you look at some of those hits last night in the Buffalo game and you wonder how those guys aren't ejected. Right. So it's, and I say this all the time when we talk about officiating, it's, the inconsistency of the officiating that drives you crazy. And the same thing is true. The inconsistency of the discipline that's handed down is what drives you crazy. Now, I, you know, did he go after? I don't know. I can't tell that. I'm not the kid, right? And does he have a history? Yes. So that makes it more likely that you're going to get suspended because the league is trying to get these kind of hits out of the game. But I agree with... Tom, when he says it's quarterback's responsibility not to throw the guys into those kind of hits. And you see that every week where the guys are getting, you know, we call them hospital balls. You know, that receiver's going to end up in the hospital. You throw another one like that. So, you know, I, I just, it's part of, you know, the stuff around the game. I don't, I try not to spend a lot of time doing, I, I my buddy, Nick Ferguson, who, who uh, is, big media guy in Denver and ex defensive back. He takes the NFL to task every week about it because it's, and and it's not that it's not the rule he takes them up to account about. It's the way that the rule is interpreted and then how it's officiated because it's different (laughs) by different groups. (coughs) Excuse me. I think Jeff's coughing, tearing up because it's sad. You know, we, we get to this moment of the week and 
We're, we're going to have the wake for, for Tommy Cutlass, Jeff. What a beautiful, beautiful two, not two weeks it was. And, and we'll never forget it. Um, will we? You are so... <laughs> I thought this was the questions. It is. I'm getting questions now. Can I just say, though, that's over now, isn't it? Like, can we can we stop? Like, that? that's it. It's like Taylor Swift. It's cool. She's still there. But we're not going to talk to her anymore, are we? I, no. Matthew, oh, God, I shouldn't have put this on the screen. Matthew O'Brien, how excited is Jeff about the future of Irish kickers? Okay, we're going to talk about this on the tour. There's been reports about certain kickers going to the States. I'm not getting involved here. Jeff, you can answer this question if you like. There may be information soon. I can't get involved. I think it's, it's a great, I think it's a great thing, and I think it's something that the NFL recognizes is good for the game. I mean, you, we saw the Scottish Hammer this weekend. Go that was in, incredible. When the kicker got hurt, right, Jamie Gillen was able to go in and kick a 40-yard field goal, right, for his Giants. And that is insane. That is not a, like for people, like that is not as simple as going on yet. Set, right? It's a completely different skill set. But, you know, again, that's what those guys bring to the game that, you know, that the U.S. kickers, frankly, don't. And so – they're going to go high and low. They're going to find everywhere they can to find guys who can do those kinds of things. And if that means the guy comes out of soccer or if he comes out of rugby or if he comes out of Gaelic football or whatever, you know, more power to him because it's another opportunity. And all I'll say is, because we're 40 minutes into a show, if you're talking about that potential question on the screen right now about kickers, come to our Dungannon show in February. 100%. It'll be worth it. I can't put Fred's comment about the Cowboys on the screen because it says the <clears throat> Cowboys lads, excuse me, piss me off. He's got different questions, so we will come back to that in a second. Graham Monaghan, who I'm presuming is from Monaghan, um, are the Eagles going to run it up tonight? No, Jeff, they're not. And this is already time sensitive, so I don't know. <laughs> Graham, I, I think they'll win, although Michael doesn't, but I think they'll win. And, uh, I don't think they'll run it up though. Ryan Mepham says, "Evening, gents. He's got his he's got his fin stuff all on a penguin. Yeah, I, don't, I don't understand the penguin, but I, I get the I get the dolphin. Clive Underhill says, "Evening. Sorry, I'm late. Good to have you with us as always, Clive." The UK Gridiron Podcast. Should we get used to these sorts of games from James Cook with the O line playing as well? I'll go before Jeff gives his actual proper expert analysis. If they can keep that going with a combination of Allen and Cook and have an efficient defense like Sunday night, they could win the AFC. That's how good it is. I think so. Now, the, the issue with James Cook and what's gotten James Cook in trouble in the past, and it didn't rear its ugly head last night, is he has a tendency to put the ball on the ground. He will fumble. Right? I watched the Denver game. I went live to the Denver game. They threw the ball in the flat to him the first play. Fumbled it. Denver got a turnover. Late in the game, he broke a run, and the ball just mysteriously came out. I have no idea. He must have hit it with his knee as he's running. I don't know how it came out. He's he's not where he needs to be with his ball security yet, but he is a dynamic young back. And, again, as long as he can hold on to it, he's going to get as many touches as, you know, the, as they need because they want to run the ball. And, and I think that's going to just make Josh Allen better. Talking about ball security, you have some balls there, haven't you? Um, yeah, there they are. 
people listening to this audio format, they're going, what in the hell is going on? Seb Halsall, go Bills. Seb, I'm you're here. a great example of where, X well, having comments. Where, where are we now? We're back see, in this, See, We're this, this is where it gets difficult, Jeff, because the people that went off this didn't go off this show but went off commenting and one of the things which which was so good and continues to be great about your show is viewer interaction but whenever periscope was here in the old days we had the comments and we could put them on the screen we've had 18 months and i'll not be in a case so just a reminder to people let us know where you're from hey by the way this was really cool the other night after the show i get a message oh yes from a young kid in iceland Right. And he's a cowboy fan. And he and his dad sit and watch Sky Sports NFL and they now watch our show. Right. So we have our podcast has landed in Iceland. I guess we better think about an Icelandic tour, maybe in the new year. <laughs> sure, we can do it halfway to Vegas. That's Up right. And over and down. We'll stop in Canada as well. Thank you for watching that as well, folks. That 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 that's awesome to see i really want to go to iceland as well so i will i mean i've been to iceland many times to shop but i've never been to iceland so we'll see fred flunk that was a joke jeff in case you want a supermarket called iceland it's actually low-key a good supermarket jeff are the cowboys flat track bullies they beat the poor teams 0-5 on the road versus winning teams jeff i'm not going to put every comment from this man on the screen but this man's hurting tonight but well i you know what he you know he's like a lot of lot of dyed in the wool cowboy fans that's why I, you know, and I'm not saying I told you so, because I, I thought we were through this. I thought we were done with it. I thought it was over. I thought the Cowboys were for once for real. And then they just got blasted yesterday. And I mean, physically beat up. And, you know, there is a vast difference between where, how they play when they're at home and how they play on the road. And the problem they've got is, they're going to have to go on the road some in the playoffs. And that scares me if I'm a Cowboy fan because they don't play as well outside and they better find a way to stop the run because you know, think about it, there's going to be a bunch of teams that will test them from here on out. You know, you think San Francisco won't run it at them after what they saw last night? So, again, I think that uh, the Cowboys, I still like the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys can get to the Super Bowl. I really do. But it has to be the right kind of game. Their offense has to get in front and make take away the run because they got their they got a fourteen point lead, not because teams you know won't run the ball. If you, that's what scares me about the Cowboys, after what I watched last night, they could. It was like Dan Quinn is a great defensive football coach, right? But they're just not physical enough. They're not strong enough. They're not physical enough up front. They run great. They're built to rush the passer. Like they're the number one, number three pass rush team in the National Football League. But when people come off and, and pound at them, not so much, right? So I think they showed us what they've got to get figured out somehow. There's Gurr. Sorry, I thought it was in the mid. Hi guys, this is Gurr. Uh, how well is Stafford playing right now? I was worried they might retire after last year. Could the Rams be dangerous in the playoffs? This guy's been watching the show, man. Surely the script has them rocking in the fourth field for a wild card. And he also says Stefanski is doing a hell of a coaching job as well. 
I agree with I agree with his sentiments on Stefanski. That Browns team's not that good, and they've won nine football games with a with a forty year old quarterback. Um, I think that uh, you know it would be so cool to see Matt Stafford go back to Detroit and go back into the dome and play against his old team and for. You know, both those quarterbacks, I think that'd be a great storyline. Everybody would be all on that all week long. And, you know, Matt Stafford has nothing to prove. Matt Stafford's a Hall of Fame quarterback, I think. I really, really do. I mean, he is he is so good. And it's too bad that he spent too many years playing for a bad, bad organization. You know, and I agree. Then, but, you know, Jared Goff, still out on him. Oh, oh, who's this? Mark Jones. Mark Hi, Jeff and Michael. Uh, why are we seeing so many quarterbacks going down with injuries this season? I've been an NFL fan since 1986. I was born in 91. And I can't remember a season with so many injuries. Mark Jones from Sally Noggin. Where in the frig is Sally Noggin, Jeff? I don't know. But I tell you what, I'm I'm liking this guy already. Because did you see what he picture he used for his... Account? Is that you? That's Steve McQueen. That's The, the, the motorbike guy. That's the great that that's my ultimate hero right there. So same initials as me. So that must be why. Right. Let's put the question back up now, please. Fred said Hop the Noggin. Uh, Sally Noggin must be an Ireland. So why are we seeing so many quarterbacks going down with injuries? Being an NFL fan and I can't remember a season with so many injuries. Well, I you know, it's the nature of the position now. These pass rushers are all so fast, that, you know, and and it's almost unfair to the offensive linemen. These guys are are such great athletes that they got to play against. And on top of it, a number of them are you know running the ball more than they used to. You know, you're not seeing guys just check it down. They're, they're, everybody's trying to extend plays with their legs, and you get out of the pocket, you're going to ex, you expose yourself to more hits. And then I think the third thing is is the astroturf because you see so many more. You know. Aaron Rodgers never got touched, and he's down. That's that's happens way too much, and so I think those are your answers right there. But time for a couple more questions. Can I just thank everyone for putting like this is great, and we will be next. So we're going to be live on Thursday, and we're also going to be live on um, well, depending on if Jeff's allowed to or not. But hey, uh, December the twenty sixth, and then that Thursday also. That's the only two outputs that we have next week. Pro Football Ireland on Jeff is Tuesday and Thursday, so it'll give you some listening to do uh, over that. Everybody else is off apart from me. And I'm going to remember that whenever me and Jeff are standing in the Starbucks at 5.45 a.m. in the MGM Grand in seven weeks' time. David Jackson from Limerick. Jeez, Dave, we're, we're in for some... Have you told Sky Sports yet? We have a live watch-along in Limerick in five weeks. you yeah. got to tell them, man. Yeah. Tell them so we'll, we'll get the whole crew in. How often do NFL players change their helmets, Jeffrey? Well, typically, right, this is, a, this is an interesting question because it's really, really changed. And um, it used to be that you would have a practice helmet and then you'd have a game helmet. And because of the CTE situation and liability and all of those things, they're very, 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 very careful about helmets. And, you know... Let me just say this. If a player needs any piece of equipment in the NFL, any piece, he gets it, right? And they check those helmets every week. They recondition them at the end of the year or they get new ones. Uh, 
they do not mess around at all when it comes to helmets. And um, there are a number of styles that players can choose to wear that, that, you know, so that they can get one that they're comfortable with and that they like. And I think you see that now as you watch the games, you see different styles of helmets guys have. Um, it is it is something that the NFL takes very, very seriously because that is the single most important piece of protection that you have on your body, your head. It's time for one more. And I, I got to bind. I'm really sorry. Keith, the man is coming to Cork in a few weeks' time. Uh, Dan Quinn versus, he's from around Cork. So I know where he's from, Norway. It's all good. Dan Quinn versus Vic Fangio. Are we really expecting a high-scoring game on Christmas Eve? I'm still here. Don't worry. I I don't. I'm going to say, Keith, that's a really good point because I think both those coordinators – and what's what's a little bit interesting is Dallas has showed everybody what their – what you know, where, where their issue is. <coughs> no. Miami can run the ball. And, you know, obviously they got – great weapons outside Miami's got to get healthier I I don't know if by Christmas Eve that Miami offense is going to be as healthy as it needs to be they played with an awful lot of backups last week and Miami wants to be running full speed at, when they get to the playoffs so I would suspect that that cowboy game will be somewhere in the 20s I don't think it's going to be a 44 to you know 38 shootout Right, I got to bounce. I'm really sorry. I got to, excuse me, I got to record a Steelers podcast or I'll be on here all night. I'd love to be. Jeff, we are going to love your last week in Sky this, for this season. We're going to love it. We're back Thursday night for a Christmas special. Maybe we'll bring some crackers and some Christmas dinner, etc. I hope you enjoy your last week in London properly as well. Do you want to see us out? I'm going to see us out. This has been the Jeff Reinbold Show. For Michael McQuaid, who is always the ever loquacious Michael McQuaid from Pro Football Ireland and 888 Sports, the official gambling partner of the National League in Ireland, we are going to say aloha.